What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. And today, well, there were just so many to choose from, so many things I wanted to go over. We're going to touch on the uh, professor with the machete uh, is threatening the uh, New York Post reporter. <coughs> we're going to talk about the Dodgers about face uh, while uh, in inviting in an anti-religious uh really sacrilegious group that kind of comes in uh, dressed up like nuns, dressed up like Catholic folks, but the antithesis of that, the anti. And this is what they're putting on display. This is what's cool. Honest to God, right now, in my mind, Dodgers are trash. They're absolute trash for doing this because they didn't just pick an LGBTQ uh, group to get behind or uh, show favor to. They picked an LGBTQ group that is anti-God in every way, shape, or form and actually sets about to make a parody of it. So, trash. We're going to talk about that. Woke capitalism is so great, the CEO of Target says. I I think he needs to talk to the CEO of Budweiser. And GOP megadonor urges Trump to drop out and is now funding DeSantis. Ted Cruz... And AOC go at it. I think AOC uh, needs to do a little research on her party and its beginnings and the fact that it is the Confederacy 2.0 these days. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And finally, Franklin Graham gave a speech where he talks about uh, the religious uh, community, the Christian, the God-believing folks need to stop bowing down to the LGBTQ community. Uh, and they want to take away 50C3 status uh, from churches and so forth that do not agree with them. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But let's go ahead and get started here at the top of the list. And before we get into it, guys, I just want to say thank you for uh, hanging out with us here today on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Uh, like I said before, I noticed an uptick in the uh, viewership. We put a lot into this heart and soul, and we just appreciate it so much, Patriots, that you take a little bit of your day to sit here and hang out with us. So uh, we really do, really do appreciate it. Now, uh, the first story here, we're going to talk about uh, a Hunter College adjunct assistant professor of art, Shelney Rodriguez, who was caught on video shouting expletives about uh, uh, at a group of pro-life students uh, who were manning a pro-life display at Hunter College? Now Rodriguez was accused. Uh, Rodriguez accused the, stu- uh, accused the students of propaganda and triggering. Now we talked about this before. This whole triggering thing—they want to jump on people for triggering them. Abortion triggers us. Pro-abortion stuff triggers us even more. So who gets triggered? This is why free speech exists, Waterhead. This lady is an idiot. If you can espouse and teach and go on about uh, pro-abortion rhetoric, then you have to allow for the other side to speak their point and then allow the people at large to decide for themselves who they want to believe and and whose side they want to take. But as usual, socialists, you Marxists, uh, don't allow the other point of view because you're too scared of it because you can't defend your own. That's simple. The video went viral when Rodriguez, uh, when Rodriguez widely condemned, uh, was, was condemned for her actions, right? So she's attacking students, 
the New York Post shows up at her door to do an interview with her. She comes out wheeling a, uh, a machete and threatens him and tells him to get the explanative away from her door. Now, I happen to have a clip, and I want you to see who we're dealing with. These are the people we're dealing with, right? These are the guys that uh, we're, they're supposed to be the good guys, remember? The good guys. Let's listen to how well the good guys are. Let's let's get out of here. You can't do that. So there it is. Get out of get away from my door. Get the expletive away from my door. And and then she continues, folks. She continues to come out and follow them to continue to berate them until she realizes she's on camera. I mean, did you see her posture? It was it was not this is crazy. She's, look at this. Uh, 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 this is what we're okay with. No, no, I'm sorry. These guys, and, and I'm going to say it, these guys should have turned around and, and, and taught this lady a lesson. That guy wasn't running from her because he was afraid she was going to beat him up. No, he just wasn't going to engage in the same game as she was. But I, I'm, I am. I'm tired. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely up to here with it, and people need to start waking up, and these people need to understand that, one, they're outnumbered, two, they're outgunned, three, uh, there are a lot more of us than them in every way, shape, or form, and what they do needs to be called out every day, all day, twice on Sunday, and it doesn't need to stop because these people are destroying our country. They're going after our kids. They're going after our way of lives, our value system, destroying our history, creeping into the college, the education system, the medical system. Everything has been touched by these people. And then you look outside and wonder, why is the world so screwed up? Exhibit A, these people. These people are the reason it's so screwed up. And then you have the Dodgers. I call this story, the Dodgers are gay. Right? So here it goes. The Los Angeles Dodgers initially invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence an LGBTQ uh, activist group, to receive their Community Hero Award. First of all, hero? Really? These guys mock the Catholic religion. I'm not a Catholic. Any way, shape, or form, I'm not. I, I, I am a Christian. But to sit here and allow an LGBTQ group who is, by their very virtue, anti-Christ, uh, I don't care who thinks they're not, I... I, I really want you to pick up a Bible and read Corinthians uh, 16, uh, 6, 9, and you tell me uh, if that they're, that they're in line with Christ. Uh, the decision was made uh, to allow these guys to come, a even after the criticism from Catholics, uh, and, they, and they uninvited them, and then they thought, oh, well, no, we really don't care about Catholics. Let's go ahead and invite them again, and let's stand with the guys mocking Christ, mocking the Catholic religion, and let's give them an award you know, and we're we're a major league baseball team that's watched by millions. And these are the values that we these are the values we want to put out in the world to the little kids looking up the baseball players. If there was ever a time for baseball players to say, "Nope, I'm sitting out. I'm not playing. I'm done." If you got, it's now. It's now. 
It's now. Don't get up to bat. Don't come out of the locker room. Stand for something, people. Because when you go up to bat now, this is what you're batting for. This is what you're standing for. These people are trash. The Dodgers have said that they are committed to diversity and inclusion, and they believe the sisters are a positive force in the community. So in order to believe they're a positive force, you must believe that religious people are exactly the opposite. Because what these people do is mock religion, mock Catholicism, mock Christ, and, and they do it by dressing up like women, dressing up as, as, as nuns with a, with a perverted twist on it, and they're heroes? This is who you think are heroes? And, and, I'm, and I'm the divisive one for telling you the truth. I'm the divisive one for saying what everyone thinks as soon as they see the first picture of these people. You guys are touched in the head because you're allowing this to go on. You're allowing your kids to see it. You're taking your kids to baseball games, and you're allowing them to see it, and you're still supporting this team even after they do things like this. I doubt it, man. You guys really need to wake up. You guys really need to wake up. And it goes right along with the next story here with this woke capitalism that's going on with the Target CEO. Um, the Target CEO is saying that uh, woke capitalism is great for his brand. But before I go on to that, you know, there are a lot of people in L.A., traditional folks, a lot of Hispanics. And, and by and large, Hispanics are a, a, a very, I wouldn't say by rule, but a lot of them are Catholic. I can't see this kind of thing going over in a, in a community that is so uh, entrenched with uh, Hispanic culture who, by and large, are mostly Catholics. Look at these people, and you tell me that you think these are heroes and these are the people, these are the role models you want to stand behind Major League Baseball and the Dodgers uh, and, 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 and parade in front of your kids and give an award to. Look, are a nonprofit organization dedicated to communities that are not taken care of by the government. I'm Sister Till the Next Time, and I am the current abbess of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence in San Francisco. We are a group of queer nuns that serve our community just like nuns do. We raise money for people who are in need. We are always at bars and just being present for people on the street. A lot of people just need to have a talk with us. We are not tied to any religion, but we are not mocking anyone. Since 1979, <laughs> we provide support. Not mocking anyone. Look how he's dressed. That they've been carrying. And we are just here to free the world from all the guilt. To spread universal joy, we are your favorite nuns. And we are here to show people that we love them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep it. I'm tired of dealing with these things and us acting like it's okay and us not wanting to hurt people's feelings. And don't say that. It's divisive. These people are, the, are destroying your country. These people are destroying your value system and your culture. These people are trying to normalize what you just saw. How long do you think this is going to be a superpower if that becomes the norm? How many bridges you think are going to get built? How many wars are going to get fought? How many, any new thing? I mean, come on, people. It, 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 there, there's a war on men, and it is plain to see. They want men soft. They want men 
uh, the, you know, not displaying masculinity, not wanting to fight, not wanting to be tough, not wanting to hunt, not wanting to fight. They're told it's bad from boyhood up, you know, so you, you're developing these soft, sissy men that, that don't defend themselves, that don't want to fight, that don't want to hunt, that don't want to, I mean, come on. When we were kids, you could, we had more scrapes and bruises and bangs and fights and everything else, and we were better for it. We were better for it. We were tougher for it because I tell you what, easy times create soft men. You know what happened when you got people stopped hunting, people stopped uh, going out and having hard times that they had to get over with no one to help there and that sort of thing? This is what happens. This is what happens. You know, it's like one generation is walking, the next generation is driving, the next generation is walking, all dependent upon how easy or how hard life is made for people at a young age, and how much they have to actually overcome on their own. And it, it, it's, it's plain to see that we have not been doing our jobs. We have not been doing our jobs. And all the people that think you have to be polite, and you have to be nice, and you have to care about people's feelings while they're destroying everything you believe in and stand for, while telling you that they're not, and they're being praised for it, by people that should be role models? No, no, I'm sorry. That's out. You, you cannot tell me that this is what you want the world to be. And you're just saying you're going to be quiet because you don't want to hurt feelings? You don't want to be divisive? No. Mm -mm. I'm not going for it. Now, the decision was made, uh, uh, you know, by the higher-ups within uh, the, the Dodgers' uh, the Dodgers ranks and the pride sections have been met with criticism from more than one who argue that they have been the target and they've been caved to pressure from conservative customers. It's not just conservative customers, but you know, they make it out like this is a right and left issue and it's not. And others have defended the fact that uh, they are coming in as a group of people who seem to be philanthropists and helping their community, but they're not. They dress as an alternative uh, uh, to nuns or Catholicism running around and uh, doing these types of things. And you're telling me they're not mocking? They're mocking. They're clearly mocking them. Clearly mocking them. Now, Target CEO Brian Cornell said in a recent interview that woke capitalism is great for their brand and the, and the right thing for society. Where the hell do these people get this stuff? However, after facing backlash from uh, customers and uh, online outrage over its June Pride Month collection, Target has taken steps to tamp down the Pride sections in their stores. Some Southern Target stores, mostly in the rural areas in the South, were forced by the corporation to move their LGBTQ Pride merchandise away from the front, uh, uh, front of the stores. Now, duh. You need to get on the line with the guys over at Bud Light and take a lesson from them. Because the moment that you come out and you start doing this, you're, you're taking a stand. And the only way to get out of that downward spiral of that 62% sales drop that you guys had last year and come back from it is to denounce things like this. Because once we think this is what you're on, we're not, we're not dealing with you no more. I'm not going in. I'm not going into a Target and supporting this crap. I'm not going to do it. And Dan Bongino talked about this quite a bit in months past where uh, uh, we need a parallel economy. An economy where I can spend the money that I spend in good conscience. 
knowing that it's not going to causes or political ideologies that I am not in line with. And these people all seem to think, like I said, it's like they went to uh, some meeting or rally or what have you and saw numbers that made them think in the long run, these people are going to outnumber these people, so you want to be on these people's good side. And it's like everybody bumped their damn heads at the same time, and they're all pushing this same narrative. Well, I got news for you. You've been lied to. You've been lied to. Take a look at Bud Light, and you tell me if you think that it's going to be good for your company's future. Because it's not. It's just right now the idiots have the ball. As soon as we have some conservatives in the right place, and the majority in the government, this is going away. And going away for good. we're going to put a nail in the coffin of these things to where it is never going to rear its head again. There will never be a CRT again. There will never be a DEI office again, period. And it's not racist. Equity is racist. That's what's racist, equity. The assured outcome based on your color, your nationality, uh, your sex, whatever the case may be that gets you the job, anything but your qualifications, your job history, and... You know, it's absolutely wrong for someone to walk into a place of business and have uh, several candidates there all vying for the same position and you get it because of the nature of your genitalia or the color of your skin and not your qualifications. It's absolutely racist. So, yeah, when you get rid of the equity part, uh, you know, the diversity and inclusion anyone can get behind, obviously the equity part is something that we're not ever going to stand behind. And you cannot right one wrong by committing another wrong. It is is absolutely moronic to to think that. You're not going to do that. Now, there is a a, a growing uh, contingent of people who don't believe that. Obviously. Obviously they don't believe it. But, you know, what are we going to do in a world where the color of your skin matters more than your experience and your qualifications. This is exactly what everyone used to argue against. But now that the shoe's on the other foot, the hypocrites think it's okay to do that. No, the people who were with you in getting rid of that are right here on the other side. And you're being a hypocrite. You're doing exactly what your, 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 your grandparents and people before them fought against, preached against, and you become what you once hated and what you fought against and what you railed against. You are now that thing. You are absolutely now that thing. So I want to play a little clip for you from uh, the guys over at Target. So you can hear from them. Uh, actually, actually, take a look. Take a look. This is, this is what people are talking about. This is the issue. Look at this stuff. I mean, you try to go in, you're at Target, and you go to try to buy a shirt, shorts, whatever the case may be. These are the displays out in the front. This this is this is what's being pushed. And and they're doing it for children. Children. Those are kids, tiny kids clothes. I, I don't know what happened, people. I don't know. What took place? What makes this okay? I mean, where did this come from? Why are people uh, uh, doing this and, and standing behind this? This is... Try to win over and woo. And <laughs> this is definitely not 
in line with the values I was taught and what most people my age were taught growing up. These people in these high positions uh, in government and in other agencies that push this know exactly what they're doing. You can listen to historical comments that are made, affiliations they, they've had that they've tried to bury in the past, comments that they've made that all let you know exactly who they really are, especially Joe Biden. He's not, he doesn't stand for these things, but he does like the fact that it detracts attention away from him. So, oh, wow. Okay, sorry about that. Just had someone come in. But, yeah, I mean, it detracts attention away from him and allows uh, for you to keep your eye off the ball away from him on these things. So you're not paying attention to the Comer investigation and the fraud and the receiving money from foreign nationals for his grandkids and everybody else. Uh, they don't want you to see that. You know, I mean, and that's, and, and believe it or not, that's not just a, 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 a left president thing. That was, I mean, George Bush did that. Lots of people uh, <laughs> lived by that same credo. But none more than this current administration. And I mean none more than this current administration. Now, there are a big contingent of people uh, in the mainstream media and in other places that are now pushing for GOP, uh, pushing for the GOP to oust Donald Trump and and push DeSantis. They don't want Donald Trump there, and they can say age or whatever else, but it's not age, and it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that these are not Republicans. These people don't care about their countries. They don't, they don't care about you. They don't care about American values. They don't care about our culture or our way of life. At all. These people are on something completely different. Donald Trump is a stumbling block to them, and not just to the left, but to the right as well, because he doesn't do tradition. He, he's for you, people. He's for America first. His policies were better for us. We were better off because of him. We had the lowest unemployment, the highest salaries. Uh, there was opportunity everywhere. People were falling off the welfare rolls in droves. And because America no longer was started, it seemed that if we continued down that road, America would have grown to a point where uh, we would have been very undependent or less dependent, rather, on the government. We didn't need them to support us. or give. So the government had less of a control or less of a hold on you. This is what the left does. The left creates a need, and then they fill it by handing out entitlements to people and then telling them, they're their champions because look what we're doing for you. But in the meantime, you created the, the disparity to begin with that you're trying to pay people off, give entitlements in order to fix, but you're not doing it to fix it. They're doing it as a way to have control over people. Uh, Ronald Reagan said, a government big enough to give you everything you need is a government big enough to take everything you have. And it is absolutely a true statement. Now, uh, headline... Uh, was crossed uh, crossed my path today. I read it. The GOP mega donor Hal Lambert endorses Ron DeSantis for president and urges Trump to drop out. Come on, people. This is the same thing like with Paul Ryan. I'm not going to go to the convention if Trump's the nominee. Well, don't go, Rhino. Uh, Lambert, who founded the Point Bridge Capital, also is known as the uh, m known as MAGA ETF, an exchange traded fund. Now <laughs> that invests into companies with employees 
and uh, political action committees uh, that support Republican candidates. He said he believes it's time for the Republican Party to move on to younger leadership. Now, has anyone seen an interview with Trump lately or listened to a Trump speech? Does he sound anywhere near like Biden? Does he sound out of touch? Does he sound like he's losing his mind or forgetting things or shaking hands with people who aren't there or any of the things that Biden's doing? No, he's sharp as a tack. He's sharp as a tack. Now, Lambert had served in President Trump's inaugural committee in 2016, and Lambert argued that Trump has peaked in the polls and DeSantis has poised to close the gap quickly. Not true. 36 points ahead of him. Every poll shows it, and he's saying now that 52% of the people in the party are saying that they would uh, align themselves with Trump. It shows that almost half the party doesn't want him in there. Well, that's not true. 36 points above DeSantis. All of these people are lying to push a narrative to make you turn on Trump. The deep state is very real, folks. The people behind the people in the back that are pushing these things, are they are nefarious. They can't be trusted. They do not have your best interests at heart. They do not pass laws or do things that are good for the people of our country. They do what's best for them. So don't trust this guy. He's shown you how well he could trust them because he backed Trump. He did all these things for Trump. He called himself the mega ETF, and now he turned on Trump. Another loyalty issue. Another trust issue. Right? He didn't even tell Trump he was doing this before he made this announcement. He's obviously friends with the guy, or was friends with the guy, and this is how he tells him in a, in a news conference. And then he goes about uh, on making all these false predictions that the party's going to abandon him and that he doesn't have the numbers or he can't win the general. All, all lies. All 100% lies. The guy got more uh, votes than any Republican in modern history at all. Come on, man. Really? Do you really? Do you believe the stuff that people say in an effort to push this uh, uh, I, I want to say this is also another operation, PSYOP, from within the government, from people like the FBI or the CIA, or people within the Republican Party in an effort to return everything back to the establishment. They want the establishment back. They started in the media, got rid of Bongino off of Fox, you get rid of Tucker Carlson, and you start putting in these more moderate uh, establishment types to run for government, run for office, be on TV as reporters, like Cavuto, who is very, very, very uh, progressive. And, and I've, I've seen him make so many assertions when talking to uh, Democrats and dealing with them where you have to question where his political ties are. I, I've seen it too many times. I've seen it when he moderated the, the, uh, the presidential debate. And so these guys that can say this all they want, but the reality of it is, is Trump is not dropping out of any race. Trump is in it to win it, and we're going to back him no matter what kind of tricks you pull, no matter what you put on TV or what you say or false polls you try to uh, uh, quote or numbers that you try to, to, to push down our throats. We're not going to listen. Trump is our candidate, and... He's done better than any president in my lifetime and in many people's lifetimes. And we're going to let him finish what he started. Now, if DeSantis wants to come along after that or run as his number two and then continue on for another eight years, that's, that is the preferred way this can go down. But first of all, you know, you need to, to establish the fact that DeSantis uh, needs to uh, back off and support Trump, not Trump 
backing off to support DeSantis. Now, he came on TV and he made this, uh, he, he did this interview with Cabuto, and I want, you, I want you to listen. Listen to what he says, and um, just absolute false numbers. We all know the poll numbers show Donald Trump being 36 points ahead of DeSantis, right? So listen to every number he says, and you'll see that it's not making sense. Listen. The party is his next gentleman. He's already announced a date to the bull, if you will, how Lambert is the Point Bridge Capital founder and CEO, uh, early on MAGA ETF a creator, much more. But Hal has set his sights on the Florida governor and not probably the most well-known Florida resident, Donald Trump. Hal, it's always good to it have looks like you. he's trying to catch um, Smokey and the Bandit. Where did you go for the governor? Trying to catch the Bandit. Well, there's a number of reasons. <laughs> I mean, I think the governor actually just said it. I mean, one, Donald Trump can only serve one term. Uh, he'll effectively be a lame duck uh, almost on day one if he were to win. Really? Uh, but I don't think he can win the general. That's, that's the number two reason. I don't think he can win the general. Uh, there's states that matter, and uh, we all know what those are. It's going to be things like Nevada and Arizona and Virginia, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I don't see Trump winning any of those states, and so we can't win uh, if we don't win those states. And, and so also I think Governor DeSantis has just done an amazing job as governor. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that candidacy. Uh, it's time to move on to the next generation, uh, and Governor DeSantis is a vision forward versus, a, 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 you know, hashing out things from the past. Uh, I think it would be a moratorium on, on Biden's presidency, uh, or a referendum, I should say, versus a referendum on Trump. We don't want another uh, CNN debate for the next nine months. We want uh, what, what Governor DeSantis offers, which is a vision forward, uh, not looking back. No, what he's basically stating is that they have heaped so much controversy at Trump that they're trying to make him so unelectable because they continue false charge, false charge, false charge. People, if he weren't your candidate, if he wasn't doing what was right, do you think the FBI would be going after him at the behest of the Democratic Party as hard as they do? Do you think that they would be creating all these false charges or trying to impeach him twice if he wasn't going after the very government and the people in the government that you complain about every day. If he wasn't trying to fix the, the world outside your front door, why do they hate him so much? And why has everything they said about him been not true to date? How many false charges have they levied? How many whistleblowers have made false statements? Come on, people. I mean, wake up. This is not very hard to see. If, if you're a person that does not trust the government, and has many reasons why, like most people, Look at Trump. Trump is you. Trump is me. The things that he's doing is getting him attention that will eventually land on your doorstep. If you don't like what the deep state's doing, if you don't like the censoring going on online, if you don't like your First Amendment rights being stepped on, if you don't like the fact that the government's overreach is going so far as to trying to take gas stoves out of your house and uh, get rid of your uh, 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 your cars and make everyone drive EVs, which is unaffordable, if you don't like all this government overreach and all of these funny things that are going on, it seems like across the country, food processing plants burning down, trains wrecking every other day, uh, chemical spills and uh, 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 phosgene gas being put in the air because they're burning chemicals that they know they weren't supposed to burn. If these things don't bother you, then you're not paying attention. You're not a very smart person. And if you think 
for a, for a second that the government that can find anyone in the world remember Saddam Hussein was found hiding in a hole under a house in a whole nother country and could not hide from the United States. But you expect us to believe the people who leave the pipe bombs in the in the capital on January 6th, you don't know who they are. You expect us to believe that you don't know who the Antifa people were that firebombed the police training facility, or uh, you don't know uh, where, you know, you're, you're telling me that you, you, you believe that Ray Epps on January 6th wasn't an FBI plant. The guy went there and, and, and basically advocated for everything that happened to happen, but he was the only one not arrested? Come on, these, these are the people that are in government right now. These are the people that are pushing those things. These are the people that are pushing those ideas and those values, the ones that are putting pornography on the school books uh, in, 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 in grade school. People in grade school, not that it would be any better in high school or middle school, but they're not even waiting that long. This is happening in elementary school. T parents are being targeted by the FBI and called uh, domestic terrorists. This is not the America that we expected. This is, it, it, but it's up to us. It's up to us. If you want to sit there and have conversations about people why this kind of thought uh, why this kind of stuff that's going on out in society is okay and give them equal footing with you, that's completely up to you. I won't do it. They are not on equal footing with me. They're not. The stuff that they're espousing is child grooming. It's, it's, it's anti-Christian, anti-Christ-like in every way, shape, or form. And it's racist in every way, shape, or form as well. This is not um, the country my grandfather fought for nor yours. And this all took place, all these things from the invasion of the border, our vets being put out of hotels to house uh, illegal immigrants, uh, to people being put out of housing projects and, and schools being taken over in Chicago so they can house uh, illegal immigrants, but they won't help our homeless. People, you're starting to see the Democratic Party that we all see because as soon as you don't become the main block or voting base, they're going to stop listening to you and stop caring about you and go on to the next new victimized people, which in this case is going to end up being those immigrants that are moving in to a neighborhood near you. So when, as soon as they outnumber the the minor, the next minority in line, they're not going to be uh, catering to the needs of the black community much longer, just like what uh, Candace Owens said. It's a very short window, and the black vote is still going to count. And this is proving exactly why she said it. Six million people under the Biden uh, administration have entered our country. Six million. We usually take in a million a year. Now, this is just across the southern border. This is not, you know, they're line jumping. There are people in other countries that have to uh, not get in trouble, not get arrested, uh, have all kinds of things go their way, and they have to wait in line and get papers stamped and do all these uh, bureaucratic things in order to eventually uh, be caught up to be able to have the opportunity to come to the United States. But not Mexico. Nope. Just run across that imaginary line and you're here. You know, be damned. The law be damned. This is ridiculous. And I think that we're going to start to see a resurgence of people on the left, on the Democratic side, start to wake up and see what we've been saying all this time and jump ship and come join us. And when they do, 
And they get over here, and they're going to look around and say, wow, it's really not racist. Wow, they really do accept people. They are godly folks. They do just love their country. Individualism is awesome. <laughs> That's what it really is. It's about the individual. The content of your character outweighs any type of consideration as far as the color of your skin goes. We see you as an individual, as a person. That is one of the mottos of the people on the right. This is, it, it is the bedrock or the foundation for everything else that we believe. People are not the sum of the group to which people try to say they belong to. Whether it be black, white, Christian, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are you. And everyone is unique. And everyone should be seen as unique. And not as part or the sum of some kind of a group. Now, in talking to you about this uh, train deal, um, earlier I, I brought up some trains wrecking and that sort of thing. Now, we have another situation, and it's not one I like because it happened to be in my neck of the woods, but um, it seems that a train has derailed, uh, and this train was carrying several tons of ammonium nitrate. Now, you may remember the Timothy McVeigh situation off the P. Murrell building in Oklahoma uh, that was bombed, and they did it with... And they did it with uh, what was, they used what was called a dirty bomb, which one of the main ingredients in that is ammonium nitrate, uh, which is also used in fertilizer and that sort of thing. So uh, this is a very big deal, and it definitely needs to be investigated, and they need to find it as soon as possible. How in the hell 30 tons of something that is that explosive comes up missing? Come on, people. This, these things are not... They, they, it just this this stuff didn't happen before. I mean, just <laughs> these things didn't happen before. We didn't have stories in the news every other day. Train in Ohio. Train over here. Train over here. You know, uh, explosive material missing. Uh, they're burning. Uh, 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 turning things into phosgene gas by burning it, even though they're not supposed to. And they made the decision for the first time in history to do it, and then they covered it up and won't give you the 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 uh, 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 the test results of things they found in the air or inside of the train. They don't want to tell anyone. Why? Why cover it up? If, if, if everything's okay, why cover it up? Why cover it up? And in, in, in talking about this AOC Ted Cruz situation where AOC uh, was talking about this uh, NAACP travel advisory that they gave to the people... Uh, that are or black folks that are going to end up uh, going down to Florida, is stating that there is is not a friendly environment or what. You people are morons. Uh, very. If you're if you're a socialist or you're a communist, it is absolutely a hostile place for you. Don't go. It, it is hostile towards you, absolutely, and it should be. Every place should be. However, has nothing to do with the color of your skin at all. What Governor DeSantis did was he defunded DEI. And the reason why he defunded DEI because DEI is racist. The concept itself is racist. It's not, it's not a, 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 something that teaches people acceptance on how to be uh, uh, more inclusive and that sort of thing. No. When your mama brought you up, didn't she teach you 
to be nice to others and how to view people as human and treat them decent? Why do you need as an adult to go to a class to have someone teach you how to treat other people? Moron, really. This is not <laughs> this is not what we need to be doing as a people is having a, adults sit through classes, uh, a DEI. Listen, to, most of these DEI people make statements that are absolutely racist on their face. Uh, Letitia, oh, Katrina Wing, I believe her name was. Uh, it made the, and she was the head of the DEI uh, program for uh, DOD, and she said uh, that black people couldn't be racist and that what caudacity, caudacity, Caucasian audacity, Someone must have had in order to suggest that black people could be racist. In effect, making her racist. These are the people in DEI. These are those folks that you're sitting there defending, trying to say that it's racist to get rid of them or defund them. No. It's racist to fund them. We are people and we are humans and we don't need to be taught to treat this person one way and that person another and that this person deserves something without uh, having the qualifications uh, or the experience in order to get it and attain it for themselves. The fact that someone would get something just based on the fact that they are a specific color or a specific gender or belong to a specific group in itself is 100% uh, wrong in every way, shape, and form. Now, moving on to Franklin Graham. He is the, uh, he is the CEO of Samaritan's Purse. Now, he gave a speech recently at uh, what was the NRB, okay? And his speech, Graham warned that there's a coming storm that he urged uh, Christian organizations to prepare for. They're to defend themselves against the growing cancel culture. He also challenged them to continue sharing the hope of Jesus Christ in the face of increasingly difficult circumstances. And Graham said that the LGBTQ agenda is leading the charge for culturally, uh, to culturally upend America for everything that we used to stand for. And soft pedal, any, he said, don't soft pedal any messages of salvation in order to be friendlier to all groups. It's sort of like when those people get up on stage or on the pulpit uh, and they're getting ready to preach about a, uh, an issue, to something to do with the LGBTQ community. And they usually start off with something like, now I know a lot of LGBTQ folks and, and this and that, and, and, they, and they, so they soft pedal their whole message, and then they go into talking about how, uh, as it states in the Bible, uh, in many places that is absolutely wrong and that people who practice this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now, you're supposed to be uh, an ambassador of that message, and you started off by weakening your whole uh, weakening yourself with that approach right out the front door. We're supposed to teach people to repent. We're supposed to call people to repentance, not to placate them where they are, but to pull them out of that over here by saying, that is wrong. That is not what God wants for you any way, shape, or form. And you need to come out of that and into this, out of death and into life. And that's exactly what he's stating. We need to stop being nice about this. Nice is getting your country destroyed. Nice is getting your children indoctrinated. So if we don't wake up soon, we're not going to have um, everything that you love is, is going to be targeted. It's going to be, who knows, people. I mean, look at what's happened in the last three years. It doesn't take a genius to realize that this on this road that we're on currently right now, 
What does another three, four, five years look like for America? What does it look like for your grandkids if this is the way it is right now that happened? This, I mean, wh- where are we going to be in 10 years? This can't continue. And, and, it, and it's not going to get fixed by you being nice to people who are actually destroying it because they don't care about America or a way of life or a value system. They want to upend it and change it. They don't like it. The thing that made us strong, the thing that made us prosperous, they're tearing down. You know, I think I was on the phone earlier talking uh, with the preacher, and, uh, and, and I called it the revenge of the nerds. This is absolutely the revenge of the nerds. The downtrodden, ostracized, disenfranchised group that used to sit alone at the lunch table over there, the kind of the out-of-place ones. You know, if they grew up, they got a little bit of money, they, 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 they got together with all of the other disenfranchised, ostracized folks, and, you know, this is what they ended up doing. They became the new minority, and they pushed all of these woke, weird ideas on people, and just like uh, Dorsey did and, and uh, Zuckerberg and, and, and all the likes pushed these particular ideas. Why? Because they were the guys getting beat up in school. They were the guys getting bullied. They were the guys that, that didn't have. They were the guys that weren't cool. So now toughness and uh, masculinity is toxic, and they don't like it because they couldn't exude it. They weren't tough. They weren't strong. They weren't that manly man guy. They weren't. So what do you do? You create, you change the algorithm, the societal algorithm, and make people think that those things are toxic because you don't fall into that category. So what we're looking at right now is the revenge of the nerds. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Graham, actually, though, went on to, uh, in his speech, uh, and he was met with applause from the audience, which included many Christian leaders. Uh, Troy Miller, president and CEO of uh, NRB, said that Graham's message was exactly what we need to hear as Christian leaders. And he's exactly right. We need to take a stand. We need to stand against these people. And we need to call out sin wherever we see it. And we don't need to be nice when we do it. And that's the thing. I think Vody Bauckham says it best when he says, the 11th commandment isn't thou shalt be nice and don't believe any of the other ones. That's exactly what he says, and I'm 100% on his side with that one. So listen to what Graham has to say on this, and this is a clip from CBN News. I love watching CBN. Pat Robertson, uh, God bless his soul, is just a great guy. Here, listen. Pull the tax-exempt status of churches that don't support gay marriage. Reverend, you say you will not bow to that altar. How do you see balancing the protection of religious rights against what many in the LGBTQ community call civil rights? Well, first of all, I think the, the, the left, uh, the socialists, have made it very clear that they stand against the church. Unless we bow down and accept their, their agenda as it relates to the LGBTQ uh, agenda, then they'll take our tax-exempt status. And everybody in the room cheered and clapped when he said that. And of course, the other candidates clapped and cheered as well. And that just shows you where their heart is and where they're going to go. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not anti-gay. I'm not going out speaking against gay people, uh, fighting gay people or anything like that. But I certainly don't want them to force their agenda on me to where I have to accept what they say is truth. It's not. It's a sin. And I, I, I care for gay people, love them enough to warn them. 
that uh, if they don't repent and turn from their sin, God will judge them. And God will judge all sin, whether we're liars or thieves. Uh, all of us are sinners. And if we have, we have to repent and turn from our sin. And so I want the gay, lesbian people to know that if they repent, and turn from those sins, God will forgive them and heal their hearts. But I'm not going to accept it and say what they're doing is fine. It's not fine. It's not fine with God. And they'll stand before him one day. So I'm, I'm just uh, shocked at how, how far the left has gone in this country. The socialists are going to start pushing their socialist agenda. And uh, they're going to start with the gay lesbian movement. And if we don't, if we don't salute and do what they want us to do, they'll take our tactics and stats. And there'll be a lot of Christians who unfortunately will bow down and give in. And many have already. He's absolutely right. Look at the Lutheran church. They have LGBTQ folks on the pulpit preaching. There's so much wokeism within the church. Um, you know, there's cultural Marxism in the church. There are people who cater to feelings over truth in the church. I, I know because I went to one. I ended up leaving as a result of it. Um, there's just a lot of things that we have a version of Christianity in the United States, and I've talked about it before. A version of it. Um, because when you get right down to the rules of Christianity and you go page by page, line by line, precept by precept, there are a lot of things that I see in in. in what should be in the church that's just not in most churches. I can't say that for the whole, but it's not for the most part. And he's right. You see all of this woke ideology creeping its way straight into the church. And then you have other churches, these mega churches that preach uh, higher power and don't even use Jesus' name. You know, they, they start off their, their, their sermons by holding up a Bible saying an oath, putting that Bible down and not picking it up for the rest of the entirety of that sermon, and they preach this good versus evil, happy, sad, motivational, Tony Robbins-like uh, uh, kind of sermons and, and never preach the Word of God. And they're more motivational speakers than they are anything, self-help gurus. But in Christian, they're not. And But the thing that they do is they don't offend people by using the Word of God. And because they don't offend people by convicting them with the Word of God, their churches grow massively because the church is never calling them out for the sins that they commit. They never, they never convict them of their wrongdoing. They don't call people to change. They don't call people to repentance. They preach to itch an ear, and as a result, their churches grow. And the moment that any one of those churches try to change and actually start preaching real Christianity and the real precepts of God, and actually calling people to repentance, their followers will leave them. But so will the money that goes along with them. So most of these preachers can't have that. And they won't. And it's, it's, it's a problem, and it's, it's terrible. This is why it says in Matthew that many will go up to Jesus and tell him, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, go from me. I don't know you. And this is why I believe wholeheartedly that's why. Because people care more about being nice than they do about telling the truth. And you think you're doing it for the benefit or the feelings of the other individual. And you're not. You're just doing it because you're a coward. That's simple. You're not telling them something that they're doing that's wrong and you're saying, well, that's rude. No, it's not. You're a coward. How are you going to help somebody if they don't know they're doing wrong? 
How are you going to help change anyone or influence the world in any way, shape, or form by placating and humoring people that you see uh, uh, being <laughs> active in destroying it by their ideology and the things that they promote? If you care about somebody and you see them walking out in the traffic, you tell them, hey, there's a truck coming. That's essentially what you're doing. Change your life. Go to God. Give it up. He will heal your, heal your heart, just like Franklin Graham said. But at first things first, you have to repent. And you can't just repent if you don't believe that what you're doing is wrong. So there's that. And um, I pray for people all the time, right? I got uh, people in my life that are affected by this, people that I absolutely love that are affected by this. But in no way, shape, or form do I ever let them think that what you're doing is okay with me. They know one thing. I can't participate in the lifestyle, so no marriages. I'm not going to any ceremonies. I'm not doing any of the things that would make me acknowledge that uh, an unholy union, uh, I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge it. And, and in, but that doesn't mean that I have to be an ass and treat them wrong or different. Uh, I don't want to be a jerk. Uh, you know, that's that's not what we're advocating for here. But at the same time, you have to realize that there is a line that you can't cross if you believe in Christ. And you have to recuse yourself sometimes from situations, dinners, functions, whatever, because it's like, you know, it's it's similar, I believe, to what they said by eating food, sacrifice to idols. Because you're sitting there and taking part uh, in these types of things by not voicing uh, your beliefs, which are uh, antithetic to whatever it is that they're doing. So you can meet someone and have mutual respect. You can say, I respect that that's the way you want to live your life. This is how I want to live mine. So these obviously there are some things that we can't, you know, we can't vibe about. And the only thing we can agree on here is the freedom that we should both be able to make our own choice. But I'm not going to step... On, on their rights to uh, to to you know force them to be Christian or force them to think like me and the 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 argument is from the other side I don't want them doing that I don't want them thinking that it's okay for them to teach uh, this stuff in schools and and then start encroaching on my right as a parent to teach my kids the values that I want them to learn but you're circumventing my authority. And in treating these types of issues as something that should be taught in the school and equating uh, the LGBTQ community uh, to the same level of civil rights that you gave to uh, that, that black people had. Well, black people are black. They, they don't control that. They wake up black. They go to sleep black. And they're human. And they, they should have never even had to have a civil rights movement. It should have been that way from the get-go. Period. But... I do not believe that the LGBTQ community falls under that same category. They should not get the same status. They should not be jumping on the coattails of that movement to be treated the same for the same reason because it's not the same. And I've heard many black people state as much of the same thing. Do you think this is what we're for? That you get to jump on the backs of our movement and, 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 and reap the benefits from the things that we had to fight for? No. No, so not everybody is on that. Not everybody is in agreement with that. Um, but, of course, that's not the people they're going to put on TV. They're really not. So they're going to find people that are more sympathetic to their cause and, and 
those are the people that you're going to hear from. Hell, even if you're looking on YouTube to get the clips like I were before when I was putting this uh, podcast together, a lot of the clips that I saw for that I had seen in the past that I'm trying to find or pull up, you can't find them. You can't find them. But what you'll find uh, when you're looking through things either on YouTube or many other places is that you'll see all of the CNN, MSNBC stuff, MSNBC stuff all that stuff is going to be at the top of your list. From down from there, you're going to start to see repeats, and then they go to a point where they leave whatever you were searching for altogether. And you don't actually find the things that you're looking for until page 20, 30, 40 in. They don't want you to find it, and they're making it hard intentionally. Because, like I said, the people on the left do what they do because they can't defend the ideas that they push. They can't. This is why they don't like debates. This is why they push safe places. You think safe places exist because people in them want to be safe? No, it's a place where they can go and conservatives aren't allowed. It's actually a no conservative zone. It's not really a safe space. It's it's just a place where conservatives can't be because this way they can talk about their their idiotic ideas and no one's there to challenge them. That's what it is. And since no one's there to challenge them, they get away with all the stupidity that they want. And they can say all the backwards thinking stuff. They can push all the racism down everyone's throat that they want. And there's no one there to challenge them. So that's why they exist. And while they'll probably continue to exist until the federal government steps in and removes all funding from any college that pushes this type of ideology that uh, 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 retaliates against their student body that are conservative. We need colleges to be education for all, not just for liberal students. And that needs to happen sooner rather than later. All right, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you today. Uh, and, and, and what a wonderful Wednesday it really is. It, it was so nice in the weather when we got up this morning. But uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. And as always, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and start speaking up. See you again next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Have a great day.